Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. I'm so glad to be back, and I just want to first let you know that I haven't figured out a series to do. The There's just a lot of reading, and I'm really busy. Um, I just do a lot for this uh, work that I do, and I love every minute of it, but I haven't had a chance really to sit down and organize and discover and find and figure out the next best series. However... In all the reading that I have been doing, I do I have found some very interesting, fascinating bits of material that Joan Culpepper has unfolded in her sessions that we had uh, during the Wednesday group, which was every week for almost, I think, almost four years. So there's a lot of those, and I've covered a lot of the information in different ways throughout this radio show starting in 2011 including some of this information that I'm not really this information, but the background of this information. And I'll explain that a little bit later in the session, not the session. I mean, in the show, sorry. Um, But anyway, one thing I have done is I've created a new email address because I'm having endless problems with the other one. And I had for months, if not a year, and I'm really ridiculous that I didn't fix it sooner. But I just kept thinking every once in a while it would work. And I think, oh, good, it's fixed. But in fact, it really wasn't. <clears throat> I did create a new email address, and it is jvdmrichmond at gmail.com. I think that's pretty easy for all of you. It's jvdmrichmond at gmail.com. So the reason why I want you for sure to write it down, if you if you can't write it down now because you're in the car, you're out walking or something while you listen, you know, hopefully you can, I put it right at the front of the show so that you can re-listen to the show and get, you know, when you have a pencil. Because I would love to get ideas from you about what you'd like me to present on the show. I can do just healings. You can call in or or write in and say, oh, I'd like to get a healing. You could have a topic or some questions that you're just desperate to have answered. And you'd like to like me to have a show on that or a series on it. It, it would depend, of course, what the question is, if it's something that we can answer in, you know, a sentence or two. But if it's a whole topic, I might be able to certainly give a whole show to that topic, if not two or three shows. So anyway, again, it's jvvmrichmond at gmail. Now, <coughs> my phone number here to call in is 646-668-8565. Again, 646-668-8565. And you can call in and ask 
or suggest the same thing. Unfortunately, I do not have a chat room going. I'm unable to do. Some people can multitask so well. They can run a show and do all of that, plus have a chat room, but I'm just not one of those people. But you can call in or you can send that email and ask me the questions, suggest topics. What are What is it you're just burning to understand? If, if there's information on it, which there probably will be, and if there isn't, if I have the time, I'll pull it in myself. In some way, I will address everything that comes to me for sure. And if you send me an email, I'll send you one back personally right away, just appreciating it, of course. And anyway, so so that's the scoop on that. You can guide me all you want. I always will have ideas. The information is huge. Many times I will use something that Joan has done because it's it's just fascinating for you all to hear the actual material that she brought in when she would go into frequency and then of course like I do today I will put in some of my own words to clarify anything because some of it is pretty meaty and some of it too comes with the understanding or the from the place where they know the people listening to the material already have already have a foundation or a general understanding of the concepts, which is what happened in today's show. Because today's show, I'm doing something that Joan brought in in November of 1990. Now, she was no longer living in California, but she would come back two, three times a year and do private readings for two or three weeks. And she would have one or two of her group sessions during those times. And so there was an awful lot of material that we had as a background. One is how the emotional blueprinting works. So I do step in at one point and explain a little bit about that, but it is such a tip of the iceberg. So I give you some information too during the show, during the, as I'm explaining how to get more information on it, but I try to give you enough that you can understand what they're talking about. Now, some of the things I might do on the show may not be so, where so much is assumed that you know and you understand. Um, you know, you never know. You never know what I'm going to find because I'm reading a bunches and bunches of stuff. But you guys know a lot. I've shared a lot with you over this since the beginning of 2016 about the fifth dimensionals, carrying the facade soul. I've shared a lot of information about it. And so you're coming in, if you've heard those shows, you're coming in with some basic understanding. And so in a way, most likely many of you do have a grasp on some of this material, but there's always new people and I never know who's listening to the show. I have no way of tracking it. The blog talk does not track that for me. Um, they track a lot of stuff. They, they do pretty good in the tracking, but not, not that. So I do have to explain some, and I, never, I always know that repetition doesn't hurt because this material is so dense, so meaty, and we just need to hear it over and over again. And you've heard me talk about the fact that when I read some of this stuff, it hits me in a different way than it ever did because I'm not the same anymore because I've been doing this process a long time and I've experienced it and practiced it and I keep moving forward with it. And so 
new things, I mean, old things hit me in new ways. And it'll happen, the thing will happen for you. So I don't ever worry about repetition. <coughs> okay. Last week, we had quite a few questions that I answered. But there was one question that I did not answer. And I said, I've recently read something that answers this question. And I'm going to be doing it in the next week or three. Well, I'm doing it this week. And here's what the question was. The question was, why do we resist at the facade level? Because the assumption and the knowledge is, or the understanding is, we've come in at the highest level of human. The facade is, is a the facade soul that we took on over the fifth dimensional de-intensified aspect was already evolved to the highest level of human. It was evolved, but inexperienced. But at least it didn't have to start at, you know, barely coming out of the animal nature and having to go through the journey of learning all that needs to be learned and understand and brought into conscious awareness in the human kingdom. So the question was, okay, well, why do, why does, why do we, with the facade, why do we resist? We've already evolved to that highest level. So where's the resistance? And this show really answers that. Um, <clears throat> So anyway, so anyway, I will begin. The today's show came from, as I mentioned, November 18th, 1990. It was information that Joan Culpepper went into frequency and brought in from the higher self. These are the conglomerate higher self, no particular fifth dimensional. It's it's in his own words, sort of, but it's really in their own words. Ooh, that could be the title for this new. New series, in their own words, as I find these random but absolutely significant bits of information that she has brought in over the years, and I could call it in their own words. Well, I just thought of something. Uh, anyway, so, but it, it, I don't know, the topics may be a little bit better, but I will think about it. Anyway, so I'm going to begin, as always, with the amalgamation, and then we'll move into the the body information. And again, I will break in from time to time to clarify or to add some information because there, there is this expectation from the higher self that they're speaking to a group that already are well informed about some of the concepts they're, they're touching on. Then they go to add new information. But if you're not well informed about the, the basis or the basics, you might not get or understand fully the additional information okay okay <clears throat> so i want everybody to relax be in a space quiet the mind take a few deep breaths now let's take a few moments and come together in one accord and as we come together in one accord i want each of us to quiet our minds and in the state of quiet, let's focus our attention on the light within. This light is symbolic of your pure soul essence. And when you are connected to this light at the mind, body, soul, and spirit level, you are light. As that light, you are connected to the totality of all life at all levels. You carry as light your highest power, your highest purity, your highest 
perception. Connected to this light, you are the perfection and the reflection of all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. Now, take just a moment and connect to the light, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Perceive this light in any way that you desire. Allow it to grow, and as it grows, feel yourself connecting to the light. As you connect to this light, I want you to affirm within your mind, I am the light. I am the totality of all that I am manifesting in the here and the now. And as we stand connected to this light, let's join in one accord as light and express within our own minds, I am the totality of all the higher selves. I am the totality of all soul aspects that I carry in any level or in any dimension. I am the totality of originating source. I am power. I am purity. I am perfection. Now let us take a few moments and work within the healing circle. For those of you who are new, this is an invisible but very real circle of light, which is ongoing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And at any point in time, if there is a need on your part to request a healing for yourself or for others, or for a situation or a condition, you only have to think it and infuse it with your mind into this circle of light. I would like to begin today by asking each of us here to move into the circle of light. And as you move into this circle of light, healing light, carry with you within your mind situations and conditions where healing is needed and necessary. Please remember that healing goes beyond the physical body. A situation or a condition that exists in your external life or any external life of others that is out of balance and distorted can also be placed within the healing circle. Now as we stand centered within the healing circle, as fifth dimensional, let each of us process from the heart center the energy of the higher heart consciousness, remembering that this divine love energy is in its purity is the highest level that can be reached within the fourth dimensional vibration. And therefore, when any situation or condition can clearly and divinely loved, that situation can then be processed in a more effective manner as far as healing vibrations come into play. So let us address first that you are divinely loving yourself. To divinely love the self is to love the self unconditionally without judgment. And as you stand within the healing circle, this brilliant vibration of light, love yourself exactly where you are in this moment. Love the ache or pain. Love the condition within your outer reality. Love unconditionally in this moment. Also, continue to flow that energy of divine love to reach out to those souls, conditions, and situations placed within the healing circle. And in this way, we assist those situations, those conditions, and those souls as they are brought into a state of unconditional love. Continue to flow this energy and to feel this energy as it flows from you, through you, and outward. Continue to flow this energy, divinely loving yourself, 
divinely loving all situations, conditions, and individuals so placed. Now let us begin to send that energy beyond this planet. Let us focus our attention on the totality of the kingdom universe that contains both souls in body and souls out of the body, remembering that the human kingdom universe is reachable by this energy. Simply focus the idea within your mind. I am sending divine love into the totality of the human kingdom universe. And for those of you who are sensitive, you will observe that there are many souls reaching out to touch and partake of that energy. So in this moment, in this time-space dimension, each of you has processed the fulfillment of part of your destiny, that being to aid and assist others, and through that assistance, be able to give those individuals what the souls require and desire. Many of you know this, but at this time, the higher self would like to refresh your memory while we are in this healing vibration. The energy that each of you carries is carried at a higher intensity than this human vibration within which you carry it. It is divine energy. Therefore, you could view this as an energy that runs at a higher rate of speed than the vehicle that carries it. This energy knows no time, no space, no dimension. And therefore, whether you are conscious or not, each of you is in a constant state of flowing that energy. And the souls throughout the totality of the four lower kingdoms respond to that energy by magnetically drawing from it that that will assist that soul, which then allows that soul to unconsciously rev up its own rate of speed in an attempt to catch up to what it has taken in. Therefore, when you sit in a divinely loving group and consciously focus your energy on releasing divine love, you are sending that energy in a very conscious form out into the totality for all souls in all levels to partake of. Therefore, we would ask at this time that each of you join, if you desire, in the practice of sending out the divine love frequency. For there are many situations and conditions upon the planet where divinely loving energy can bring balance and harmony. Perhaps each of you, each day, before you move out into your world at large, could spend five minutes sitting quietly within your own amalgamated vibration and infusing divinely loving energy and focusing that into specific situations which you see on this planet and the unspecific situations that you are unaware of on on other planets. Okay. (coughs) Today's topic, the higher selves begin. Let us take a few moments now to examine the process that has gone into the judgment that prevents the fourth dimensional facade soul from being able to unconditionally love itself. Many of you are aware there was a major confusion about what each of you took in at the point in time you returned from the fourth dimensional vibration to the human kingdom. You all made the journey back to the human kingdom as the androgynous spark of light that split to become a completely masculine principled soul and a completely feminine principled soul, incarnating in two bodies, one male, one female, 
in two separate sections of the human kingdom universe. The facade soul pattern that was laid upon those splits resulted in the soul taking on, the soul taking on conflicts that dealt with power and self-identity. Each individual has processed and played out of those conflicts in different ways, so we won't go into specifics. What we desire to work with today is the manner in which those conflicts have created a fabric at the facade soul level that allowed the facade soul to continue to create its experiences out of the misinformation that it carried about itself and about its pathways. Pathway. Janet, me. I'm not sure how much I described about the return from the fifth dimension. I am sure I've told you that an aspect of our fifth dimensional selves de-intensified down to be able to exist in the human kingdom with a facade human soul around it without killing off people because the dimensional frequency is so high, it would it would kill off whatever it touched, so it had to be de-intensified. What I'm not sure about, because I didn't have time to go back and re-look at everything I said, uh, is if I told you that because in order to graduate to into the fifth dimension, we went through a process that had merged our male nature and our female nature into an androgynous form at the soul and the body level. But because in our return to the human kingdom, we had to obey the rules and regulations of the human kingdom, the de-intensified aspect that was androgynous in nature had to split into this male principal soul and the female principal soul. And each part took on its own facade soul and has had their own individual journey throughout the universe. In addition to that, what the higher selves are saying here is that from the very first incarnation where we were carrying that dual soul nature, we took on misunderstandings about power and about our self-identity. And that those misunderstandings laid out a fabric or you could call it a foundation that has affected us for eons of time. Yeah. Okay. Now they're going to explain more. Okay. Higher selves. It's been a difficult task for the majority of the fifth dimensional incarnates in human facade form in any given lifetime to fully accept on the inner level that they are living up to the vibration that they innately express at the facade level. For when that split took place and when the facade soul was laid upon the split, the facade soul read out innately every single vibration that was carried within that fifth dimensional aspect. That included the power, that included the sensation of being split apart, and that included the mission itself. So the facade soul of the fifth dimensionals has been driven by that innate remembrance of the mission that it was in to accomplish. And there were attached to these innate remembrances, many misunderstandings and misinterpretations as they related to power and identity. Janet. What the higher selves don't explain here, but they have elsewhere, is that the facade soul misunderstood what it innately picked up. And let me give you an example. They did say that, but they didn't explain it. So the soul, for example, and, and the misunderstandings about power, and I 
see, I have a meetup group <laughs> that I explain a lot of these things to, and I never can remember who who I've told what to. So, but in any case, the power issue has, was misunderstood by virtually every facade soul, but it was misunderstood in different ways. One example of how it was misunderstood that is a facade soul picked up the sense of the tremendous power that is carried at that fifth dimensional high frequency level, the, the, the power that we had, and they they often read it out that the facade soul itself should also have that power. That's one way it misunderstood it, or that it was powerless, for example, and the higher self explain a little bit more about it. Okay, higher self. In the process of various incarnations, as the facade soul continued to play out of the various misunderstandings, which dealt with power and identity, and in those misunderstandings continuing to build more misunderstandings, it created within the facade soul a sense of judging itself. The facade soul could be said to be an entity carried by each of you as an oversoul that is in a constant state of innate remembrance of the mission that it was in to do as a fifth dimensional and a compulsion on part of the soul to fulfill that mission. Additionally, the facade soul has a need to judge itself, for it perceives it has fallen short of the mark in many instances and does not believe it has lived up to the innate remembrance of what it picked up about its power and its identity. And therefore, the sense of mission has been experienced at the facade soul level as not having been fully completed. Some of you worked this out in a need to be absolutely perfect in everything you did defeating yourself because perfection was not part of what the process was about. Many others of you played it out in the sense of being rendered powerless, a sense of being here to do, do, to do something and been unable to tap the power and lock into it. And as a result, feeling like you are losing the game again. The experiences in any given lifetime carry within them emotional attachment. So that from the initial return at that fourth dimensional facade soul level, the misunderstandings that the facade soul picked up about its power and its identity created the pattern upon which the facade soul would view all of its future incarnations. The experiences that were experienced in that initial incarnation carried within them those emotional attachments as they played out through whatever manner the experiences were processed. Keeping in mind that for the most part, the facade soul was carrying the mistaken understanding and judging itself based on a false premise, it created in the initial lifetime a tremendous amount of frustration and anxiety and a need to, quote, get it right, unquote. In the process of those experiences, there were definite emotional vibrations that played themselves out. The facade soul, as in the case with the true soul, carried within it the vibration of the emotional, thought, and habit frequencies. It is from these three vibrations that the soul processes and moves through its incarnation. The experiences then, in any given lifetime, carry the emotional vibration, the thought vibration, and the habit vibration. 
The facade soul is one that got scrambled at the moment in time it innately read out the mission, misunderstanding the power that it had to operate within that mission and misunderstanding the idea as it pertained to self-identity. So the emotional negative process began to ingrain itself within the facade soul, creating various responses, which would then be used in future lifetimes to allow the soul to create for itself what it needed or what it believed that it needed. And as that pattern continued to build, the soul continued to make its various judgments about what it was doing right or what it was doing wrong. And it reached a point within the soul vibration that the experiences of any given lifetime with all of the emotional attachments and collective emotional blueprints that went into these collective attachments became the vibration within which the soul would recreate the experiences that it had undergone in the past. Okay. I do come in later and explain all of this. Okay. It's a bit later. Okay, back to the higher self. Because the emotional purity was scrambled in that initial return, the emotional fabric of the facade soul has been scrambled from the moment in time it was laid upon the split. In the process of the soul's need to fulfill the mission and to do what it innately remembered it was to do, and out of that soul's need to be absolutely that absolutely perfectly and in the soul's belief that it has not reached that state the soul was in a constant state of judging itself and in those judgments recreating for itself from the past that that it that would allow it to process in a future incarnation the soul way out of body prepares itself for future incarnations by going through all of these vibrations that it that it carries as thoughts and misunderstandings and emotional blueprints. And as this process works, the soul draws to it other souls, whether they be facade souls or whether they be true human souls, within which it will make certain, or with which it will make certain agreements. In this process, you can understand that nothing happens in the formed reality that has not been agreed to agreed upon in a soul-to-soul vibration, in the out-of-body form. In this situation, then, the soul draws to it other souls who match the emotional vibration, the habit vibration, and the thought vibration that will permit it to process in its incarnation along the lines the soul believes it must process in order to fulfill its need to judge. Janet, pretty heavy duty guys. Do you see what they're saying here? That we make all these choices in between, we make all these soul agreements in order to fulfill what we believe we have to fulfill and that need to fulfill is the need to judge. That is so heavy duty. Okay. Back to the higher self. So in creating the future of the incarnation, the souls come together and make an agreement. When the soul incarnates, it carries within itself this agreement, which at some point in the future time will be acted upon until the agreement is honored. 
nine times out of 10 from the facade soul level, the agreements bottom out and become kind of negative agreements. It's like, I'm powerless, so when we get down there, I want you to force feed your power upon me. And this other soul is saying, well, I've got the power, and I'm going to play that out on you. And once the agreement is made at the soul level, the agreement must be honored, even if there's a delay as to when the agreement is honored. And this is a process of simplistically explaining the manner in which a facade soul can make faulty choices out of the misunderstandings that it carries. After the facade soul is into its incarnation, emotional stimulations are triggered by the various external events that take place within an individual's life. When an external stimulation activates the emotional blueprint, the emotional attachment as it pertains not to this reality, but from the previous realities, the emotional stimulation then creates the soul and creates within the soul a need to recreate that experience. That means in many instances when the emotional attachment is vibrating within the emotional blueprint, a target is sought upon which to place that emotion, whether it's placed on something external or directed toward the self. Okay. I explain this in a future interruption, but I'm going to move to that and explain it now. Okay. This emotional blueprinting information they are assuming that we know it because they covered it very well. And I did cover it in my book, Choices, Neutralizing Our Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprint. That's my first book. If you're interested, it is available as an ebook, a print book on Amazon, etc. I really recommend it if you have an interest in learning more about how these thought vibrations, habit vibrations, and emotional vibrations all work. In any case, I also have it on the radio show. In detail, in 2011, I started the show explaining all of these things, and I do have them archived on my website. I'm not sure where else it would be, because I can't even remember in 2011 what radio, internet radio I was using. I, I've used two, Blog Talk and Contact Talk Radio, so it's one of the others, so you might be able to find it on there. If for some reason you can't reach it, find it on my, but you definitely can find it under podcast, free downloads or something. And it's, um, it's 2011, which was the first year I started. And my, my website, by the way, is either JanetRichmond.com or HigherSelfVoice.com. Okay, JanetRichmond.com or HigherSelfVoice.com. Okay, so that's where you can find it, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a nutshell about the emotional blueprint because I should have broken in earlier. Anyway, the the emotional blueprint, in fact, is exactly like an architectural blueprint. So when a builder gets an, a blueprint from an architect, it builds the building, whatever it is, exactly how it's laid out by the blueprint. The builder really has no options because it's following to a T the blueprint. So the builder has no choice as to how that building is going to look. It just creates the building in the outer reality based on that blueprint. Well, it's exactly the same that 
thing that our emotional blueprints do for us. Um, okay. These emotional blueprints, they tell us once they're triggered exactly how we're going to feel about a situation, a, condi a condition, a person, uh, an event. Because what we have done is we have built these blueprints up in the past, in our previous experiences, based on the fabric or foundation that we took on in that first life. When we would experience an event or, or have an experience or whatever, and we would emotionalize instead of letting the emotion go, we target and attach the emotion to that event or that situation or that condition. And in this way, every time we target a emotion onto something else, whatever it may be, we are adding to the emotional blueprint. When we target it, it's as if we've attached that emotion with Velcro to the event or that situation or that condition. And it holds that emotion. And when a similar event in the future happens, it triggers that blueprint and the blueprint kind of is vibrating and you are going to feel all the emotional attachments you have put onto that event or that condition. We really have no choice, guys, because we have built these enormous blueprints over the eons of time. And so, in fact, what happens in this life has no bearing on how we are responding. We have no neutrality and no objectivity because once an event happens, it triggers the emotional blueprint path that we've built up and we are going to be emotionalizing based on that. And to explain it a little bit, it's, let me, in fact, every single event is actually neutral. Every single event but we don't feel they're neutral because we've attached so many things on them over eons of time. <coughs> Let me give you a simple example, and I go into this much more in my book and on the radio shows. The, I'm going to take the simple event as the snake event. Now, if everybody, if that event wasn't neutral, if that event carried within it, that event or any event, but I'm using this making it, if that event carried in some universal feeling that, that everybody had to feel the same way about a snake, we would see that happening. And of course, we do not, because some people are completely terrified of snake, just seeing a picture of one or just someone talking about one can set off a huge phobic, phobic reaction or nightmare terror all the way to the person who finds snakes to be absolutely fascinating, studies them and makes them their life work. And there's all ranges in between these two opposite ends. So that's the story with every single event that we, each of us at the soul level has attached to everything based on what we have experienced an event to be in the past. Okay, and I go into this. It's so fascinating. It really is. I really recommend you guys get choices uh, and or um, listen to my, my free podcast, whatever. Okay, 
Oh, wait, let me go. On. Uh, okay, wait a minute. I have to find out where I am. Oh, so the point is, when we trigger an emotional blueprint, we are re- going through the emotionalizing based on what we've attached to that blueprint. We really have no choice. There is no neutrality. There's no objectivity here. And one of the examples I've given, if, if we're the circus or something and, and our kid wants to buy a balloon and there's, you know, clowns or whatever that are walking around the surface, circus selling balloons, but they've only got, say, red, white, and blue, but our kid favorite color is our little girl is pink, purple, and and aqua, and she has no choice. If she wants a balloon, she has to take the red, white, or blue. Now, let's just say the clown or whoever is carrying the balloons lets those balloons go, and then the little girl can go with that person back to the shop where there is choice of many, many other colors. That little girl has a choice. But as long as that vendor is holding on to the red, white, and blue balloons, that's the only choice she has. Now, it's a little bit silly analogy, perhaps, but this is what the situation is with our blueprints. We think we have choice. We think, oh, of course, everyone would be angry in this situation, or everyone would be upset, or everyone would be uh, frustrated, or everyone would be afraid, or whatever. But in fact... It isn't like that. In fact, it's because we have built up these emotional blueprints. Okay. All right. So let me go back to where I was. All right. After the facade soul, I think I read this, but let me read it again. After the facade soul is into the incarnation, emotional stimulations are triggered by the various external events that take place within an individual's life. When an external stimulation activates the emotional blueprint, the emotional attachment as it pertains not to this reality, but from the previous realities, the emotional stimulation then creates within the soul a need to recreate the experience. This means in many instances when the emotional attachment is vibrating within the emotional blueprint, a target is sought upon which to place the emotion, whether it is placed on something external or directed to the self. In this way, there is a continuous recreation of the past in the present, as we have not stood in that state of emotional purity. And and until we can activate within, at that facade soul level, the knowledge that the emotional purity and the habit-thought vibration are pure in the moment of the now. When we can understand that, we can begin in the moment of the now to create the perfect outward reality we desire. The process, again, is one of judgment. For the judgment that the facade soul carries about its ability and its past experiences in in fulfilling what it innately remembers erroneously at the... um, from the fifth dimensional soul aspect is out of harmony with its own vibration. And it's out of this inharmonious pattern that the continuous recreation of the experiences from the past takes place. Each of you is in a process at this point in time of giving birth 
to all those children that you were those given lifetimes who made the decision in those lifetimes for the adult that you are today. Janet, this just simply means that all of these patterns and blueprints are being recreated in this life. So the patterns in this life, the higher self call, are the children from the minds of the past or from the soul. Okay. Back to the higher self. This is a process that can be more easily accomplished if you become aware of all times of the emotional blueprinting, if you will. Refrain from attempting to find a target. I am so depressed. Is it this or is it that or what is it that's causing it? Or I'm in despair because my life is a pile of crap. What am I going to do? I just can't go on. When you process the emotional pattern and attempt to analyze and examine, you are still finding the target in the analyzing. When you focus the emotional pattern on another individual, you are finding a target. Most of you would not believe that it's really not important who spits in your eye. All that is important is that by spitting in your eye, they activate within you an emotional blueprint and the attachments related to that, and that these have nothing to do with this moment except as how you target it. Okay, Janet, we built these emotional blueprints over eons of time, and it, now it's these that determine what we choose to experience in all of our incarnations. And they have been built upon misunderstandings from that very first lifetime we returned and took on the facade soul. So now we choose in between lives, the people, the situations and conditions that will trigger the same patterns that will allow us to judge ourselves as less than. The current situations and conditions are only the triggers. The blueprints are already there from the past. They're not related to the present. But each time we target someone or something with the emotionalizing we're doing, when we have a blueprint that is being triggered, we only continue the pattern and enhance it moment to moment. So it's important to stand in the now Okay, this is why the higher selves keep bringing us back to the nowness with the oneness of the originating source. To stand in the now and not target the emotion on someone, something, or ourselves, but simply to process it out. Okay, higher self. Communication, particularly in relationships, comes under tremendous vibrational stress in the emotional blueprinting. Each of you should be aware that there is a very heavy duty step up in acceleration. Heavy duty from the higher self perspective, but also being very, very positive and very, very good. But in this reality, it's a step up that is causing each fourth dimensional facade soul to run at a higher rate of speed, thereby activating and processing the residues as they pertain to the facade soul and its judgment of itself. It's for this reason you should begin to work in areas that deal with unconditionally loving the self. The facade soul has done its very best that it's been capable of doing. In a few instances, it's gone far beyond the norm and has not made the judgmental factor a big deal. 
But for the most part, you carry within you the judgment that the facade soul places upon itself. And these judgments are based on the total misunderstandings and total misperceptions that have nothing to do whatsoever with the purity of the facade soul. Janet. So we are already pure and perfect, guys. <clears throat> Over and over again. We've just misunderstood for so long and are so heavily laden with the acts of judging ourselves that it feels like resistance. This is the answer to the question that was posed last week and that I went back to. Why do we resist at the facade level? In fact, it's really the judgments that hold us stuck and it feels like resistance. And because we feel less than, it's very difficult to move forward. And instead, we keep repeating our patterns over and over again that we laid out based on the misunderstandings and misconceptions. And they continue to offer us more opportunities over and over and over again to judge ourselves. So it is for this reason that it, we perceive that we are stuck and resistant, I mean. But in fact, we're, we're stuck. We're stuck living out the judgments, recreating the judgments, and over and over again, manifesting the patterns that allow us to continue to judge ourselves. Okay. Higher self. In your processing, if you practice the art of divinely loving the self, cultivating a love relationship with yourself, Practice the art of allowing the emotional vibration to be what it is without seeking a target. You can process far more easily than you would otherwise. You know that exercises are very good in areas that deal with bringing focus of attention into a specific that you desire to work with. You also know that when exercises are presented, they're given in the form of picture symbols as the symbol gives you something to focus on in order to imprint within the facade soul consciousness the idea of what it is that you're doing. Therefore, we would suggest for each of you to work in areas that deal with releasing emotional patterns as they play themselves out. In the Sunday group, the individuals have worked with and developed various forms of releasing using a large ball of light. Janet. I think I've mentioned, but I'll just remind you, that when Joan was in town, when she lived in L.A. and was having these weekly groups, at one point we decided to, a bunch of us in her group, decided to meet on Sundays. Hers was Wednesday. We met Sunday mornings and utilized each week, as best we could, the information we received from Joan that week. Sometimes we would do other things, but we used that group to practice, to clarify, to understand, to work with the information and the energies. And it was a fabulous group. So that's what Joan was talking about. Joan. Yeah, that's what the higher selves are talking about here. Um, And they're going to give you an exercise, which I'm going to use in the healing. So listen up, Janet, I mean, higher self. And what we'd like to suggest at this time, is that each morning before you go out into the world, 
you amalgamate with the totality of all that you are, becoming the pure soul essence, becoming your true soul essence, your higher self, becoming the originating source. And when you've completed that, that in your mind's eye, you create a large ball of white light, infusing it with the idea of releasing. And then all through the day, wherever you are, carry this ball with you. And as various stimulation takes place, ignite or release the emotional retachment from the blueprint and focus that emotion into the release ball. If you practice this, you will become very good at it. In their beginning, there will be a tendency to attempt still to find a target or in releasing, feeling that the target is trying to find you. If you continue, however, to firmly come back only to the emotion you're expressing and allow it to be whatever it is, tears included, yells included, anything, whatever is being processed, allow it to be that, focusing it into the release ball. And at the end of the day, before you go to sleep, releasing into this release ball any emotional vibrations that you carry at the emotional blueprint level that you are unaware of, Janet. So, of course, as you go through your day, you're going to put into, focus into, release into the ball of light all the emotional attachments, uh, vibrations, feelings, anything you want to call them into this ball of light. But at the end of the day, you want to also put in anything you weren't aware of because the eons of life that we've been living, there are going to be things we're processing that we're not aware of. We don't pick up the conscious mind level. So that's what they meant. Uh, Okay. If you work with that, you will find yourself processing and feeling emotions as they come through. Some of that will be totally uncharacteristic for you. And when you've completed that, then activate from the originating source all of the energy of neutralization, flowing it into this release ball, neutralizing all that has been placed there, and then filling that ball of neutralized energy with the divine love frequency, and then absorb it into your pure soul essence light. If you if work with every single day consistently, each of you can reach a point of being able to stand in the moment and acknowledge the emotion, and it will be gone. Janet. So in one session... There were two things the higher self asked of us, and they're not finished yet, but I just have to bring it up because I think you all understand by now, especially those of you who listen to a lot of the shows, there are so many things they encourage us to do. And in this one thing, they want us to spend five minutes every morning and amalgamate and send all that divinely loving energy out to anywhere that we feel to send it just for five minutes a day. Well, now they're also asking us to set up, you know, amalgamate, set up a ball of light. We used to envision it over the, around us, sort of over our heads, but over encompassing the totality of who we are. So no matter where we were releasing the emotion from, it got into the ball. It didn't miss. (laughs) Remember, we we were, you know, beginners. We were newbies back then. We, but anyway, so that's what we did. Then at the end of the day, they want you to also release. Now, during the day, as you feel the emotions, try very hard not to target. Just allow them to move into the ball of light. Try very hard not to target. If you do, 
you do, but just as much as you can, and it'll get easier and easier with practice. Just allow the emotion, whatever it is, to move into this ball of light. At the end of the day, move, ask that anything that you weren't aware of be moved into the ball of light as well. Okay. Then what the higher self want us to do is suggested, and it, we did this, as they said, in the Sunday group, and it really is effective. And I'm so glad to re be reminded of this exercise because I'm definitely going to be doing this myself. They want us to then fill the ball with a light of divine neutrality to neutralize everything in that ball of light. And then once we've neutralized it, to infuse it with the higher heart consciousness or the divine love energy, whatever you want to call it, and then absorb it into our light. So that's the exercise. But there's a little more still, so I'll continue the what the higher self have to say, and then we're going to do the exercise, guys. So <clears throat> again, I'm repeating: if work with every single day consistently, each of you can reach the point of being able to stand in the moment and acknowledge the emotion, and it will be gone. Rest assured, you will go through it anyway, with or without your cooperation. For the acceleration thrust that is manifest throughout the totality of all evolutionary dimensions is one that says, indeed, each of you will pull through to the other side and stand in the state of higher purity at the facade soul level. But in understanding the process, particularly as it pertains to the emotional vibration, and by addressing the exercise, you can more easily function within the pattern, and more efficiently accomplish the end result, which is emotional purity, which then permits you to emotionalize out of the purity of the emotion, uncluttered by any distorted vibration that went into the emotion in the previous experiences. We would like to assure each of you that the process is one that is ongoing. Too often individuals fall into the trap of believing that they may not be doing it correctly or maybe they are not going to be able to do it. Each of you is connected to your true soul essence and the promise that was made prior to the return to the fourth dimensional human realm. And each of you in that connection has always fulfilled at the highest level you were capable of and succeeded beyond what was ever needed and necessary. None of you has ever failed except as you perceived it at the facade soul level that you have failed. In the process that you move through now, in this rapid acceleration, you can take time to compliment yourself, sit back and sigh a sign of relief, a sigh of relief for it's almost over. That ends the session and Trust me, there's a lot of meat in there. I hope you understood it well enough. I hope I explained it enough. It's so powerful that I am uh, I'm sharing it with my meetup group. In the meetup group, I actually give out handouts every week. And I'm going to use, and I'm going to hand out, because we're doing emotions this week. I'm going to use this one, and I'm going to hand out this particular one on emotion because it is so powerful. The point the higher selves are really trying to make is we just 
are really good at judging ourselves in negative ways. And these judgments have been started from the very first life we returned because we misunderstood who we were when we we picked up because when we very that very first lifetime that the sad soul didn't carry any hardly any uh, energetic baggage baggage except for what it took on in that life so it was very clear compared to where we are now after eons of lifetimes so it picked up very strongly the split the power the mission just what the higher self said but we misunderstood it because we're reading it through the fourth dimensional limited mind level limited human mind level and misunderstood misinterpreted the power the mission different ways and they don't go into a lot of details on it um, but in any case it laid out this fabric this lattice work this foundation upon which we built the rest of our incarnations and as we continued the incarnations from that first one the build-up became so strong and so intense and so powerful and virtually there were no new events anymore that the future incarnations were just times where we created over and over again or recreated over and over again the same patterns because we wanted to continue to give ourselves opportunity to judge, to judge ourselves. So no fun, no fun, guys. But that's why it seems like we're sluggish, why we're stuck, why we're resistant, why we can't seem to move forward faster. And this is a very powerful, powerful show the understanding i think is very important and the this you don't have to use this particular exercise you can use the exercises for neutralizing that we've always used but i'm going i'd like giving guys giving you all options because everybody relates to or resonates with different symbols different exercises different techniques Many, many roads lead to Rome. All roads lead to Rome. We're going to get to Rome no matter what. Even if we stand back and don't even do any of the journey, we're going to be pulled through. We're going to get to the other side no matter what. This exercise is a great one, and it allows us to be really cooperating with the acceleration, with the unfoldment that we're all going through. So let's do it. I'm just going to get some water. <coughs> I just want to say again that my website is JanetRichmond.com or HigherSelfVoice.com. My new email that anybody can reach me at is JVVMRichmond at gmail.com. Okay? JVVMRichmond at gmail.com. You can write me, email me questions, suggestions, uh, freakouts, whatever. I'm going to respond to you, and if it's appropriate, I will put whatever is related to on the show. You can suggest shows for me to do or a series or, or anything. You can also just ask questions like Michael from Florida and Robin has 
have asked questions, and I think it's helped all of you. That's the feedback. All oh, those questions are so great. You know, people have told me because everybody has often or many times if people have the same question or something similar that gets answered. So please, and also the phone number to call in because I'm going to loosen up the show somewhat, and I want to make available interaction with all of you. I'm so often just blah, 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 you know, talking and blabbering on forever that, that people probably get intimidated about calling, but I don't want you to anymore. The number is 646-668-8565. I will always come prepared because that's just the nature of the game. I can't guarantee that somebody will call in, but I will come prepared perhaps with shorter shows so that if there is someone who calls in who wants a healing, wants questions answered, has a suggestion, uh, whatever, that I can interact with any, any of you on the show, you know, take a pause on whatever I came to present, interact with any of you on the show, and yay. I mean, it will be, it will be what it is. So it's going to be very flexible, uh, and I hope to hear from you. And if you don't want to call in, you can certainly email uh, okay, we got to do the healing. I still have another water. Just a second, guys. <laughs> Keep in mind, too, that more on the emotions are in my book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints, and also in my podcast from 2011, right at the beginning. And it's been so long since I did those. Uh, it, they, it also, they also explain the whole energetic field, the thought form body, the habit body, the emotional body, the creative body, how we manifest our outer reality, et cetera, et cetera, and why it's so important to neutralize those energetics. The higher selves today are talking specifically about the emotional blueprint. But a couple of times they did indicate that the thought and habit vibrations, they call it, also play, play into it. And it absolutely does. And so those early shows are very, very enlightening about all of that or the book or I don't know or whatever. I'm not sure what else. But in any case, or you can certainly come to my meetup group. <laughs> anyway, that is the scoop and now we're going to do the healing because boy do we need it we need to work on this guys we want all the good that comes from becoming emotionally pure all right i am going to repeat the amalgamation <coughs> returning us consciously in our focus of attention, returning us to the nowness. So just one second, I need a little more water. <clears throat> okay. So I want everyone to quiet the mind again, bringing that focus of attention uh, right to the here, right to the now. You can use my voice, focusing on the voice, if you need help with bringing the focus of attention in. If you find your mind wandering, that's okay. Just when you realize, bring it back to my voice or to the focus of attention that we're on at any point in time. Right now, I'm going to begin simply by having us all move to become one with the originating source of all there is. Plugging back into the originator from where we were created 
and becoming oneness of all there is with the oneness of all there is, is what I meant to say, becoming one with the totality of all life, feeling that powerful connection with the totality, the expansion, the vastness, the wisdom, the purity, the joy, the information, the perfection of all there is, becoming, tapping into and becoming one with all of that energy. We are also becoming one with the nowness of the originating source. The totality of who we are is part of this amalgamation process at every level and every dimension. And now I want us to focus on that pure soul essence that we carry, understanding that the originating source energy empowers it, feeds it, nurtures it, expands it, processes is connected to it at all times. And so this pure soul essence that we carry is present and it's growing, it's pulsing, it's moving, it's expanding. It's moving in through and around the totality of who we are at the physical level. Each and every cell, each and every organ, each and every space, the nanospaces that we carry and into each and every particle that we are. Connecting and joining us in one as one, joining us in one accord, and the pure celestial light continues to expand, move, process, encompass the totality of who we are in the soul level, the facade soul level, the true soul level, both and all of the aspects that we carry at any level. It also connects us with the totality of our higher selves, with our true soul essence. It moves in through and around the totality of all of our etheric bodies, the energies, the etheric energies, the altered realities that we carry at the mind level and those that we carry at the soul level, which are related to the past and the future now. So this pure soul essence light is moving in through and around the totality of the past and future now. We are standing in the nowness of the originating source, standing in the purity of that energy field, the objectivity, the neutrality between belief and disbelief. But we are here in our own totality and the divine energies, we are giving permission for them to move in through and around who we are at every level and bring that purity and perfection, that divine nature, giving it permission to move in through and around who we are at every level. The energy is very intense. Um, I'm perceiving that because I have sort of a conglomerate uh, picture here. Uh, I am perceiving that this light is building within each of us, creating what could be called or seen or imagined as beacons of light all around. The I, I see it, I tend to see it on that rim of that wheel, but in fact the image is 
starting to change. I'm now seeing it as beacons of light from all around the globe. And the beacons of light are so large, so beautiful, so intense, so pure and perfect that all of them, from all of us, the past, present, and future listeners, are joining in one accord and creating, you might say, like a aura of light from the planet itself. It's a beautiful, beautiful picture. It's like northern lights in a way, just this beautiful light, except for the northern lights have color. I'm seeing this as white. But, of course, you understand within the light, there are many colors. There are every, There is every color. So you might perceive this as having color. But as we send out the light, I'm going to ask the that we all process <clears throat> from the pure soul essence level, the divine love, the higher heart consciousness, and that we flow it into the light that we specifically see the light being provided for, presented to, uh, putting out the call for souls from all around the planet, whether in body or out of body. I'm also seeing that there is a section of this light that is being provided to the testers and tempters, as I see now all the time. They come in and partake of the light. Remember, they're veiled. They are unable to, they don't know that they have their own light. The agreement was set up at the very beginning that they would come in and utilize the light from those working the path of the light, that they would utilize it to be nurtured and nourished. And so the testers and tempters have come in. They have kind of their own private section. So in this process, they aren't testing and tempting. They are simply taking on that divinely loving, beautiful light, and they're drinking it in like, as I say, often thirsty man would drink in water. So we have just a tremendous amount of beautiful energy processing and flowing here. Uh, Again, let's activate. We're in the nowness. We are activating the higher heart consciousness, the divinely loving energy, and we are sending that out providing it for souls known and unknown. And it's not only for this planet, but it is moving out into the human kingdom universe. The higher selves are facilitating this process. They are very clear that we can help not only all the souls on this planet, but the souls throughout the universe. We don't have to be there physically helping utilizing our hands or our brains or anything. We just activate this energy and we are processing our mission, our destiny at an extremely high level. This energy is also being taken into the astral plane, neutralizing the darker astral levels, facilitate, which will facilitate the process of all souls by Reducing the reservoir of negative energies, it absolutely facilitates the evolutionary process of all souls, especially in the human kingdom. Okay, I want everyone to be aware that you can partake of this energy yourselves. 
We are processing it through the pure soul essence, but we all carry a facade soul essence that need the energy that needs the energy as well. And I want everyone to bathe yourself in this divinely loving energy to ask it, to imagine it, to sense it, to experience it, moving into and around your totality and literally finding those areas of judgment against the self and in whatever form, whether it's an emotional form, whether it's in a thought form, a habit form, whatever form it's in, we want this divinely loving energy to bathe who we are at that fourth dimensional facade level, taking it in, drinking it in, utilizing it, absorbing it. So we are flowing it all around and into the light, but we're also flowing it all around who we are. In through and around the totality, you can direct it to the physical body and direct it to any situation or any condition you carry or experience or have experienced or worried about experiencing in your life pattern. We can direct it to the totality of the situations and the conditions around the planet, the places where uh, there is a lack of love, a lack of acceptance, a lack of unity, a lack of forgiveness. We can send this divinely loving energy to each and every soul involved in these situations and conditions knowing that the souls that take it in, and many of them will, it is a, an assistance that we're given for them to move into a more loving place, a more accepting place, a more forgiving place. Okay. Energy is just so beautiful. I can just... I'm just experiencing it myself. It's just so, so beautiful. Uh, It's just hard for me to feel like I could ever feel anything negative again. I mean, that's how it feels. It's so blissful, I want to say. I hope some, if not many or all of you, can feel this as well. But right now... It's a little easier to feel it because we are fully amalgamated. We are fully centered in the nowness and the oneness with the originating source. It facilitates our being able to stand in that purity, that emotional purity state, and feel that divine love as in its purity. But we so often make all those have all those attachments processing with it. So difficult to feel that purity when those emotional blueprint vibrations are happening in our life pattern. And so what we want to do is we want to create that ball of light. And I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to ask that each and every one of you, either around you or over your head, create an an orb of light, knowing that that orb is absolutely can it's flexible. It's not solid size. It's flexible in the sense that, any, that it has room or space for anything you move into it. So if you put a lot into it one day because you're having this miserable day, so you're just pouring a lot of emotional uh, energy and vibration and experiences into it, it'll expand as much as it needs to expand. 
So you don't ever have to worry that you're filling it up too much. These are kind of things that we might feel like, you know, if we put water in a bathtub at some point, it might overflow. But not with this. The ball is absolutely, this ball of light is as big as it needs to be. And we've created it in this amalgamated state. We are asking that it facilitates and uh, holds all that we let into it, that it will be an uh, arena for neutralizing. And we want to set this up in the first part of the day. And now I want everyone just to get in the practice of letting something go. And I'm going to just say a few words and maybe hopefully it'll trigger some emotional responses. The first one I want to say is it's unfair. It's unfair. Now that's something we target. That's a feeling and emotion we target often. So I want everyone to let go into this ball, this orb that you've created for yourself. The it's unfair emotional element. No targets. Don't even try to analyze it or think whatever you, don't go back and say, oh, I used to say that for such and such. No, we're just letting the emotion go. Here's another one. I'm so afraid. Okay. So fear, fear. Fear. We're not trying to analyze fear. We just want the fear to be let go of. Whatever fear it is, just acknowledge we have fear, known and unknown, and just let that fear go into the ball of light. And I can see my ball. I actually, oh, okay, sorry. The higher self are indicating it is the conglomerate ball. So I do see fear moving into it. It is good. I didn't look at it when first when we were doing the it's unfair but um, the higher self drew my attention to it so now I see the the fear moving into it now um, here's another one it's all my fault I screwed up I'm a failure I'm incompetent I'm stupid let that go at least one of those things we've all thought don't analyze it, don't attach it, don't target it onto anything. It's all my fault. What can I say? I have to fall on the sword for this one. I screwed up. It's me. I blew it. I failed. I this, I that. I want everyone to let that go. And I'm actually seeing in the conglomerate ball, a tremendous, it's my fault. Now, it's interesting because I'm perceiving these things as different colors. So the, the fear came in as really dark, almost black. The it's my fault judgments and all of that <coughs> came in as brown, muddied colors, like muddied reds, muddied blue, everything muddied. Um, and I don't know why I'm seeing them this particular way, but as you know, I don't see colors often. It seems to be coming up a little bit more lately, which is great. So anyway, I'm seeing it fill up, or maybe maybe it's just an indication so I can see uh, what's being released. But in any case, I'm seeing a lot of muddied stuff. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Here's another one. I'm so upset. I am so upset. We want all of that 
to go. I am so upset. And there's a thousand things we could be upset about. We don't want to analyze. We don't want to attach. We just want to let that emotion go. The I'm so upset emotion. Here's another one. There's nothing I can do. I'm powerless. I'm helpless. I have no control. I'm out of control. There's nothing I can do. I want to say that. Now, that's a very interesting one because it touches in on the control issues. And the control is a mind level concept. Um, and it really, it's so, so, so colored by what we attach to it. So that powerless thing, that the issues that we have with power gets this kind of the control thing attached to it or out of control or not enough control. So this is part of the real foundation of that first life, that fabric, that fabric. Let go of all of the, the need to control the powerlessness, feeling, helplessness, hopelessness, all of that. And I'm seeing for the first time with that one, I'm seeing for the first time some of that fabric, because I'm seeing symbolically a fabric underneath the ball, okay? So as the ball is getting filled with some of these issues, especially with that first, that, that one I just did about powerlessness, the fabric began to dissolve. It began to, to dissolve. Wow. So I want to go back. I want to go to that fabric because we want to clear the originating energetics to help us clear what was built on them what was built on that foundation. And I'd like everyone to symbolically see themselves standing on the fabric. So you have the big light and you have you. In some way, you can have the image however you want. I see it as not any individual, but I see the big orb of light. And then I see the fabric under it that it's sitting on. But you can imagine it, that you're standing on it. And I want everyone to begin to... either pull the light on that fabric or all the issues from that fabric see going into the ball. So we did powerlessness. Let's do the issue of feeling we need to be perfect. And the feelings of failure that come up from that, that we're failures. And then the need to be perfect to offset that. We also want to um, let go of all the misunderstandings and misconceptions about the mission, which is tied to the feelings of needing to be perfect. The the misunderstandings, whatever they are, because we've all taken on different interpretations in that first life. 
oh my God, it's just, it is intense, guys. I'm feeling absolute, it's huge. I, it even hurts. And I don't know why it hurts, but it hurts. So we're just going to let the pain move into the ball. The pain. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling it. For me, it, the, the lower part of my torso, just a lot of pain. It's almost like it's symbolic or representative of this foundation. And it's hurting me. It's hurting me. I don't know if anyone else is hurting. But I continue to see this fabric or this foundation, this lattice work that the ball is sitting on. I continue to see it moving into that orb that we've set up. And the pain is beginning to dissipate, too. The pain is, is moving into the orb, and it's beginning to feel that that, that was really intense. I, I hope um, it wasn't difficult for anybody else. And if it was, uh, if it were, I, I'm sorry. And I, I hope you can just continue to let the pain go. Because it's emotional pain as well as physical pain. It's both. There's a lot of sorrow, and there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of regret. All of these judgments, all of these emotional attachments. We want to just keep letting go, keep letting go into the light. And, it, you know, it was set up to, to carry the emotional issues, but it can carry thoughts and habits, too. It's not limited. So if you're having thoughts about this, that, or the other, let those go in there, too. You can let all your thoughts go in there all day long, if you like. Set it up to receive the emotional issues, the thoughts, the actions, the habits, whatever they are. And then at the end of the day, you're going to do the neutralizing. Whoa. I'm still feeling, experiencing some pain. It's pretty intense. I mean, it's not real pain. I'm not sitting here in pain, but I'm experiencing it at the energetic level. And so I want all that pain to just literally move into that orb. I'm asking for all of you to let that pain go. Try not to focus it or attach it or target it on anything. Just let the pain go. If we have some difficult situation in our life, it becomes so easy to say, I'm in pain because of that that situation, that person, whatever. But try your hardest not to target it. Just let the pain go, understanding that what is ever happening in your outer reality is simply a treasure. As the higher self said, it really doesn't matter who spit in your eye, okay? It doesn't really matter who abandoned you. It doesn't really matter who betrayed you. It doesn't really matter who cut you off on the while you're driving, cut you off on the road. It doesn't really matter who didn't pay attention to you or listen to you or hear you or care for you or whatever. It doesn't really matter because that is a trigger. And if we understand that, it becomes the opportunity for us to clear this emotional and other kinds of baggage. Okay. A lot of that painful feeling was has been dissipated now. I'm feeling a lot better. 
the fabric under the ball is so much thinner, so much less, uh, it's threadbare, you know, if, if you know what I mean, when something is so well used, it's practically falling apart, it's threadbare, that's the way the fabric is look, looking, it's just a symbol, but we did a lot of good work here, and if you continue practicing this exercise every day, you can really move forward. Now, we're not, I'm just going to, we're not ended here because now we have a very full orb. And I want each and every one of you to now project into this orb a tremendous amount of pure soul essence light. You can send light in through the palms of your hands. You can just see light from the pure soul essence permeating from there, pulsing out and moving into the orb. You can use any symbol, any way, any direction. Understanding this light is going to neutralize the totality that was released into that ball that was placed there. And I'm watching as the light is filling this conglomerate ball. It's moving in very quickly. It's now neutralized, I'd say, three quarters. Keep sending the light, guys. Keep sending the light. You want to keep neutralizing. Maybe it's happened instantaneously, but this ball looks so huge because it's a conglomerate symbol. In my mind, it must seem like it's going to take a few seconds. So in any case, but now it is neutral. And this neutral energy, we're going to infuse it with higher heart consciousness energy. And I immediately saw this divinely loving energy moving in through and around and filling the ball with its symbolically pink energy with flecks and silver and gold. And now I'm going to ask that each of you absorb the element of the energy into, that's yours, because I'm seeing a conglomerate symbol, but you've each been doing it individually, that you each absorb it this loving energy into your pure soul essence, empowering it. Imprinting on your facade soul that you divinely love yourself. Uh, I have to say, I really encourage you all to continue working. I do still feel pain. There is pain very definitely. So right now, because it's not the end of the day yet, I want everybody to create another orb around yourselves. We're fully amalgamated. We're fully standing in the nowness and the oneness of the originating source. We are one with our higher selves, our pure soul essence, and our true soul essence. And in this way, we're creating an orb of divine energy, giving it permission, and we're going to continue to practice this exercise today starting I'm leaving you with each of you with an or now for those who are listening to the show later on you're starting when you start it doesn't matter that you weren't listening live and if any of you are still experiencing pain because it's um it's coming from somewhere, maybe multiple individuals. I want everybody to let go of the pain into, again, try not to focus or attach it or target it. 
Just acknowledge it and let it go into the orb. And already I'm seeing more pain being released into the orb. And just, I'm not going to neutralize it. We're not going to do that again. But what we're going to do is we're going to end this healing session with the orb in place for each and every one of you. Knowing that as you go through your day, you can let go of thoughts, habits, emotions, um, misunderstandings, misconceptions, anything, judgments, beliefs, whatever you carry, let it go into this ball of light, this orb that you have around you in some way. And then at the end of the day, before you go to bed, you want to also release all the known and unknown. I mean, all the unknown that you haven't already acknowledged and known that you put in there. Anything else that's ready to move out. All the residues, all the stuff that that flotsam and jetsam that is ready to let go of. You don't know what it is. You don't need to know where it is. You just let it go into the orb. And when you finally finish that after a minute or so or 30 seconds or whatever it takes you, then you go ahead and do the neutralizing. Wow. I'm like, it's really powerful information and the exercise, and I really hope it helped you guys. Anyway, it helped me. It helped me because unlike most of the time, I start doing the exercises before the show so I can give you some feedback or give you my experiences or what I figured out about it. I didn't do that this time because I spent a lot of time reading and finding and searching and and I just made the decision yesterday what to do today. And so it was... um, And I was just really busy. I didn't have time to really put my mind around it. But it'll be easy now because we've gone through it today on the show. So it'll be easy for me and hopefully easy for you guys to start to get in the habit of doing this. It is, I I think, it's really going to be for all of us. And with that, I will just remind you again. My new email address, jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. Call me, uh, send me an email with questions, with suggestions, with healings you want to do. The, the show now is going to be a lot more flexible, a lot more uh, not as, uh, I don't have a series, so it's not going to be as laid out. It'll be a little more random. Uh, but it will be very powerful each week. I'm not going to pick some some stupid something, (laughs) strike stupid, but you know what I mean. I'm not going to, I'm going to pick some things that I think will really talk to you and help you. And I also am open to do healings on the show. I did it all of um, 2015. That was what my show was. It wasn't informational. I started the information on, the fifth dimensional and the dual soul nature uh, in in 2016. So now I'm giving you going to give you kind of a mix. So I'm opening up again the show to healings. 
Again, they won't be a full-on session, but if I can fit in 10 or 15 minutes or 20 minutes for something, it'll, it'll be a help for you all. And, of course, everybody can benefit from a healing on somebody else. So with that, guys, I'm going to say have a wonderful week. Thank you for always for being in my life, and I love you all. And I would just love to get any kind of feedback about this exercise from anyone and anything else you might want to say. Okay? All right. Well, as always, I love you. And I'm feeling that at an even deeper level that I felt, and I felt it so deeply for so long now, but it's as if this exercise has brought us into an even deeper state of purity at the emotional level where we can feel the real purity, the unconditional loving of the self and of each other. So thank you for that opportunity for me to bring this to you and to benefit myself. Have a great week, and back to you next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.